Welcome to my daily dispatch. This is Brad Inman. Today I'm pretty excited. I have with me a friend of Beverly Hills real estate agent, Gary Gold. But before we get started, Gary, let me tell you a story. You know, over the years, I've probably been chatting up robots. And somewhere along the way, someone gave me a gift of the Rumba, which is the robotic vacuum cleaner. And I had really never used it. And I decided, well, I'll give it a try now that I'm here in isolation. And I turn it on and it makes it so obnoxious, Gary. And it went on and on and on. And I don't have a big house and I don't have a big pool, but I have a little pool. And you know what I did yesterday? I took the rumba and I threw it in the swimming pool. It's still out there in the pool. And I think it was symbolic of how I feel about things now. I was taught to sweep with a broom. And so I got the broom out after that. And it feels so much better. It's like washing dishes. So all of this stuff is changing us a little. So anyway, let me welcome Gary Gold, one of my favorites in the industry. How are you, Gary? Good. You know, the Roomba is like the Chihuahua's biggest enemy. Is that right? Do you have a Chihuahua? <laughs> no, I don't. But it's the lead, I think it's the leading cause of Chihuahua, Chihuahua anxiety is the Roomba. Oh, I can't imagine. Yeah, I bet they've been eaten alive by the Chihuahua or the other way around. Hey, let's, uh, let's jump right in here. Um, I'm going to take you back a little before we start. Uh, you were at a wedding and you gave typical realtor, his texts are ringing. I love that, Gary. Mm -hmm. um, but you were in the early 90s. You went to a wedding. You did a toast. And, you know, you're in Hollywood land. And, of course, someone at the wedding was an agent, as I understand it. And what happened next, Gary? Tell us about that. You're about 30 years old. What, what yeah. So, so the, the guy says, I want to represent you. And I said, I'm a real estate agent. He goes, no, you're a writer or comedian. He goes, I want to represent you. He goes, I represented Tom Hanks and Robin Williams and your timing is that good. So he put a bug up my butt and I went to stand up comedy school for six weeks. At the end of six weeks, there's a show with 300 people and I killed it. And I proceeded to attempt to be a stand up comedian and then a screenwriter on the side at night for seven, eight years. And it completely destroyed my real estate career because I put all my mojo in standup. And about eight years later, I asked myself a question. I go, what can I do in real estate is creative and gets my creative juices flowing like standup. And at the time, the internet was really happening and internet marketing and Zillow and development was happening. And I just changed how I looked at real estate and I started doing everything creative and there were all these tools that weren't around then. And that's when I really got involved with Zillow, got involved with video in a big way, got involved with developers and it changed my entire career. Cause I just, and, you, and you, and you met Brad Inman, which uh, and I met I, Brad Inman, uh, and now <laughs> the, the standup is helps when I'm on stage. Yeah, well, I tried my little rumba routine to see if you thought I might make it on Sunset Boulevard. I lived in L.A. back in the day, wrote for the L.A. Times, and I used to go up to Sunset Boulevard and uh, see those comics. I uh, remember I saw Ellen DeGeneres when she just got started, and I just totally had a crush on her. Hey, let's let's move into, yeah. you've got some really good stuff. Um, yesterday, Gary called me, and, and Gary always calls and gives me his insights, and he's also a fierce critic of of, of Inman, which I really appreciate, like what we should be doing with our events and our, 
our editorial and he's always been a really important influencer of what Inman does because he just calls me up and tells me what he thinks. But what I was impressed by yesterday when you called Gary and the reason I wanted to bring you on the show is you're optimistic about the market and we're in the middle of a shit show here and you're optimistic and, um, and you have some charts you shared with me and they're big picture. I, I have some tough questions for you about them, but okay. let's go one. Let's go one by one, and maybe take a break between each one, so people can digest what you're saying. But I think there's okay. five let, or four of them. But go go for it. Let me start, start by say, Let me start by saying that I went and did research, and and I've been through a lot of things. I've been doing this for a long time. Nine eleven, uh, Project Everest Storm, earthquakes, fires riots, everything. So I've seen things recover when I didn't think they would recover in the past. So I went and looked to see what I could just assess what's happening now and what's going to happen in the future. Right now, we are in a shit storm. People are being hurt. I've, I've lost 10 pounds from anxiety. I'm right there. People are there. There's health concerns and concerns a lot of people. You're looking good, Gary. You're looking Thank high. You. You, you know, 10 I, pounds does you does you wonder. <laughs> now I need to do that. I'm eating comfort food. And, it's it's the anxiety diet. I'm still I'm so I like anyone else, if I it's funny, after we spoke, I started watching the news and I felt a little less optimistic. So I've been trying to manage myself because right now I do have a few deals I'm working on. People and there still will be transactions happening. But I was saying to myself, what's gonna happen? when this is over. So I'm not talking about now. Now people are being hurt. It's awesome what's happening in a not a good way. So I'm not talking about now. Um, so there was a few things one by one. Number one, I was just looking at where, where were we when, when this started? Where we started, we've had 11 years straight of prices going up. We've had 12 years straight of inventory going down. I mean, in LA County, we have four months of inventory. Um, and then we've had four- Wait, 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 Gary, slow down, slow down, Gary. Okay. So you had no inventory, and now you're saying suddenly you have four months of inventory? No, so it's, what I was it's saying spiked? is, no. In the last 12 years, the amount of inventory on the market, the average amount of inventory on the market has gone down. We are gotcha. now down to four months of inventory. At four months of inventory, that's an indicator of prices are going to continue to go up. Right. So that's where we were at before COVID-19. We also had interest rates have been going down for 40 years. We have the lowest interest rates literally so let, before we move to Before we go to interest rates, okay. so let's look at inventory. What is your, what's going to happen with inventory? We're going to be locked at that position for a while because sellers don't want to list. And... Um, there are no buyers, so theoretically, or maybe there are buyers, I shouldn't say that, but are we gonna see, what's gonna happen to the inventory? Is it gonna expand during this, or is it gonna well, shrink? Let's say, right. let's let's imagine it lasts several months through spring okay. home buying season, through the summer, into the fall. Will the inventory expand or shrink? What's your guess? Yeah, you know, it's hard to say. I don't know how what a full impact it's gonna have, but what I do know is the numbers and where we were at going into this was so stellar. Hey, listen, if inventory increased by, you know, two months and we had six months of inventory, that would not be the end of the world. That's like, that's like normal. That's like flatline. That's like where buyers and sellers are on an even playing field. So if it went up a month or two of inventory, that would not be bad. If prices, and I'm not saying they will, I don't know how it's going to impact, but if prices went down 
to offset the losses people have taken. And let's just say they've gone down 10%. That just rolls it back a year and a half or two. I mean, the prices are still super high. We're in a position now where if things get adjusted, which they probably would have anyways in the next two, three years, we're going to still be in a super healthy place. Is it going to be a hit compared to where we were a month and a half ago? Yes. Is it going to be, when you look at a chart historically, it's going to be just a little block. It's not let's going go, to be let's go on, the end let's of the world. Get, and let's go, okay, let's go into the other factors that you identify. Interest rates is your next mm-hmm. one. Tell us, uh, I think we all know it, but give us the long-term chart, uh, yeah. uh, the story on I, that one. I got in this business like when interest rates were at the top. The chart is like up here, 1980, 81, interest rates were 18%. And they literally, with a few different, you know, adjustments on the curve have gone down since then and they're now at like what four percent for 30 year fixed or less so interest rates are so low hey listen even and it doesn't look like they will but if interest rates went up 20 percent from where they are now to five percent it's still historically free so we have a lot of room to make adjustments and you know what and also you know people let's go one let's go one more chart and before All we right. get to the kind of overriding conclusions you made, mm-hmm. the next one was prices. So you had said in one of your charts that if you look at prices, the hiccup after all of these events historically oh, yeah. was not as dramatic. I mean, you just said a 10%, but it was never as dramatic as we think Correct. it is. Now, the only one I'm curious about, I'm not sure your recession, you know, the big recession, it may have been tame in some markets, but if you're in Las Vegas, Florida, or Texas, uh, I think that the, the falling of prices was much more severe, but go ahead. Oh, give it, give us your sure. Yeah. So those numbers I gave you were, those were national numbers. And at, in the last six recessions we've had over the last 45 years, and we've had five of them did not have a negative impact on the real estate market. The only one, which is like 2008, the only recession that impacted us was caused by real estate. The others were not caused by real estate and, and homes continue to go up gradually during those. Now in LA, it could have had a different effect in the super high end. I've seen things go down 30% in any given market during different times. I've been through a lot of these things, but when you want to look at the national numbers and you know what I'm saying could have a different impact in your neighborhood, in your block, in your market space, that changes. But I think it's only fair to look at what's happening in a broad way. Yeah, no, that's a that's a really good point. And and so your overriding conclusion is kind of get out of like this is the end of the world fear. This this market is um, you know it's being caused by a pandemic. The economy is followed suit. So we got a double whammy. I don't think my where I said I don't think we know for sure what's going to happen in this situation. It could be exceptional. You know, when you read that the price of oil is the lowest it's been since 1902, that's the biggest fall off in uh, unemployment is as steep as what occurred in, you know, 1930. Um, It does seem like an unusual situation. I guess one of my my questions, and think about this one, okay, 2008, 9, 10, 11, 12, what followed then, how long did it take for people to get back on their feet. And you brought up 9-11. We know for a fact people got up back up on their feet quickly. We had a global 
you know, military operation going, but the economy itself didn't suffer very long. Mm-hmm. Some people have predicted this will be like that. Others have said, no, we shut down all our infrastructure economically. It's not going to be like people are going to jump into their new jobs or jump into the saddle that they just left. How, what do you, what is the recovery period here? Is it is it short and sweet like 9-11 or is it more complicated and longer, you think? Just guessing. Well, this is the only thing I'm looking at a little differently and I'm looking at it from real estate. I really am not qualified to talk about anything else. But the one thing I was Gary, just Gary, you're, you're a comic from Sunset Boulevard. You can talk about whatever you oh, want. Oh, I can bullshit about it. You want, <laughs> you want, I mean, I'm, I'm, I am naturally optimistic. But I was just looking at the real estate market that I do know a lot about. And the reality is because people look at it like it's, it's everyone's going to be affected and nothing's going to sell. And the reality is the average person lives in a home for 13 years. Okay. So an average person who owns a home, like it's 8% of the marketplace is involved in a transaction. That's who we're talking about. And a third of the people rent. So it's really 5% of people are involved in some type of transaction. I would, there's a good percentage of those people that are not impacted by this at all. And they're going to continue to do what they do. <clears throat> and then there's going to be a, small, a smaller amount of people that will be impacted. But if prices go down 10, 15% and inventory goes up a little bit, and it'll, there's, they can get a better house and a lower price that'll offset most of these. And there'll be a very small percentage of people and deals that won't happen because of what has gone on. Even you know, that's, a, that's a really, that's a really good point. It's not like, it's not like we're talking about a hundred percent of the people that have to keep the, the housing market going. It's, as you say, 5%. And there's certainly 5% after something like this, you know, roll, you know, the wave goes through that, are going to want to buy a house and they're going to be in the market and they're going to take advantage of low rates and lower prices probably. And that's going to create a lot of opportunities. Hey, Gary, let me ask you this. I ask this of everybody and uh, Mm -hmm. I don't really want people to get too personal, but you know, we're in a pretty tough situation. Just the idea of isolation. My God, who would have thought it's from the movies. It's like something made up in Hollywood where you live. Um, But what, what in your life is helped, you know, that may have happened you know, you were knocked around or in a bad position that may have prepared you to cope with what's going on right now. Would you be willing to share that? Sure. I've, uh, first of all, I've had a lot of, I, I consider I've had a great life, a privileged life in many, many ways, but I've been through a lot of shit. And I don't think isolation is so terrible right now when we've got like the entertainment in our house and we can get anything delivered to our house. And I can talk to Brad Inman right now. I can talk. It's, it's the best time to be in a bad position ever. But 30, actually 34 years ago yesterday, um, I got out of, I got kicked out of a rehab. But in that rehab, I was in such a bad place. I didn't do drugs for that long, but I did them with a vengeance. And I ended up in a, I was, I was so bad and so uncontrollable and so polluted, I ended up in a lock ward at Cedars. It's kind of like wow. cuckoo's cuckoo's nest with kosher food, and <laughs> and I spent two weeks, and all I could do is be there, and I was literally locked up for two weeks, no guests, no nothing, and I had the psychiatrist come in, look at me every day, and go, oh the pain, I don't even, I I barely remember it, 
I was in a blackout for about a month and I got out of that and I was like nuts. And I went back to work and I just, and I literally lost my house, lost my car, lost my real estate company, slept on my friend's couch in West Hollywood and had to start all over again. And I learned two things from that, that just, I think it's the, the perfect recipe. Number one, to live one day at a time when you're sleeping on the couch and you're hundred pounds overweight and you're half crazy. That's a good place to be. And the other thing, the first thing they teach you in AA, you walk in there and your license shambles and you're, you're all in your head, is go help somebody else who's in a worse place. And that person, you could have five days and that person could have one day. They want to hear what you, how you made it five days. So being of service and taking this one day at a time, being objective, being proactive, and just you know getting out of your own self, all those things are... I've, I've, I'm, I'm very comfortable being uncomfortable. Let's put it that way. Gary, that was awesome. That, that was, that, thanks for sharing that. That was, uh, um, I can't really imagine you, you know, uh, I, well, you're, you're, you're a wired, interesting, charismatic <laughs> character. So I could imagine you a burning man on drugs, but, right. um, Hey, this was but, really fantastic. And, and, you know, the thing about all of this is, I, you know, we call it a great equalizer. We're, you know, we're kind of all the same and sharing these stories. And I don't know about you, but I've been having long conversations with friends that I didn't have mm -hmm. before. I mean, isolation, like you just nailed it before, but there's all, hey, this is a luxury isolation. I mean, yes. you know, we, we have all these things and not everybody does, we should recognize that, but we're in a pretty good position thanks to technology and communication. Hey, any last words for our listeners out there? People in the AMA community love you, Gary. They love you when you're on stage. They love your videos that you do is, is there any final message you'd give to the yeah. real estate community? Go watch, watch the news once a day. If you have that on all day, you are literally, it's a recipe for insanity. It's like waterboarding yourself and <laughs> be, and be objective and be proactive. I mean, there you go. What does objective yes, mean, Gary? Just, just balance all the facts that are coming in and try to be reasoned about what you're hearing and listening and, and reading? Yeah. Well, all those statistics I just gave you, it's yeah. not like they were walking around in my head and I was thinking about them all the time. I had basic ideas of all of them, but I went and researched that. I want to know what's really going on. Yeah, I don't like want to react. I'd, I'd rather not react to my fears. I'd like to react to a bigger picture. So right now we're in a shitstorm look at the bigger picture and i think that that has a lot that just has a lot to do with how you're going to uh, react to this no one our customers don't need us freaking out they need us to be sound and they need us to be objectively looking at you know when you go to a doctor and you have cancer your doctor isn't freaking out he is telling you what's going on and he's telling you the protocol what you, what we need to do here he's not you know he's not he's not crying with you he's yeah. being objective we are surgeons we need to remain that in some respect fortunately we can also be empathetic and all of us when what we do it's very you know we can relate to our clients we we own houses we have families we do the same thing so uh that's and that's and i've done all these things because i too as i said i lost like seven or eight pounds with out of anxiety i've just did this for myself and i'm just and it's been very, very i knew i was going to do it it's my nature but uh i like to figure things out after you know 
getting hit with bombarded with negative news and I do absorb it. It is true, but it's not forever. There you go, Gary. That's a good wrap. Hey, you're the best. This community loves you. They're going to love this podcast because as always, you tell the truth. You say it straight up and uh, come back again when we do the show again. Okay, Gary, we're, we're going to be doing some really cool stuff at Inman and uh, people want to hear more from you. Yeah, I'm on board this summer. God willing. <laughs> we, God willing. We got time. Hey, this is Brad Inman. It is a wrap. Brad Inman checking out. <laughs>